everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and with me today is James again. Say hi, James. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Today we got some interesting things here. We got uh, you know a few new segments we're going to do, and then we're going to talk about uh, somebody's deck that we're reviewing, which you can submit yourself if you want one in our Discord. It's time for Magic News! Uh, the newest news that we haven't talked about anyways is we got uh, Crimson Vow, the next uh, Innistrad set coming out uh, November 11th from Magic Online Arena, and tabletop pre-release is November 12th. Uh, James, you going to play in that? God, sometime before the pandemic, honestly. So it would be fun to do it again for sure. And Innistrad was always uh, one of my favorite sets um, just because of... Uh, I mean, the werewolves are cool, and the the card uh, mechanics are awesome as well. So, uh, yeah, it'd be fun to do, for sure. Yeah, I played the last pre-release. Um, we didn't do so hot, but uh, it was it was fun to be back in the store playing again. Yeah, definitely. Next bit of news we got is Commander Collection Black will come out on January 28th. It is, you know, the second one. They did green last year or early this year or something like that. Uh, and so it's eight card reprint set. The cards in it are Liliana, the Defiant Necromancer. That's the Magic Origins flip Liliana. Agul Caller Gisa, Orpheomancer, Frixian Arena, Reanimate, Toxic Deluge, Sol Ring, Command Tower, and a double-faced snake with death touch slash tutu zombie token. What do you think about that list of cards for Commander Collection Black? Honestly, uh, these cards are all very, very good, and most of them are played a crap ton in many different formats. Um, I also just want to say I love the art of this set. I'm very much an art whore when it comes to magic, and I think it looks awesome. Yeah, the art does look really cool. Like I I have every card on this list, I'm pretty sure, because I play Black a lot, but... You know, I honestly, like, like I think the last, about four are good. Like, the Frixian Arena, Reanimate, Toxic Deluge, Sol Ring, and Command Tower are going to be in all of them with cool, sweet art. Uh, the yeah. Sol Ring art is insanely awesome. That Sol Ring art is really good. It looks like a, a ritual, basically. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it, it looks like a ritual of skulls and stuff going on. It looks cool. And the Command Tower is also really sick. Like, I kind of want that. <laughs> like, it looks like there's, like, a rift behind it. Yeah, but for me, the Orpheomancer, Gukal, or Gisa, I don't, I don't, to me personally, I don't play those that much. Not as common of cards, I feel, but I mean, they have their place in certain decks for sure, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping Damnation would be reprinted in with this. Damnation with Sweetheart would have been really cool for sure, because uh, that's a cool card in general. Uh, yeah, and I could definitely see that being reprinted with some really sick art for sure. I also like the uh, set symbol they have for this. It's like three skulls. Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of the, uh, what was that black premium set? Gravemind? Was that what it was called? That had that kind of symbol? Oh, uh, Graveborn. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Innistrad double feature, which is going to be a booster set that contains both Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow cards into one unique draft experience. It's going to feature a special art treatment on every card that's going to be black and white classical monster movie style. 
similar to the Eternal Night Showcase basic lands from Midnight Hunt. So it's going to be the black and white art style. And uh, it contains random premium cards and pre-release cards, obviously. And then they're going to have a pre-release for that. Pre-release card for that is going to be Endless Ranks of the Dead. So that'd be cool. What do you think about that? That sounds pretty sweet, huh? It really does. Yeah, it sounds like a really fun draft experience. Like Personally, I'm not a huge draft fan, but uh, something like this sounds like a lot of fun, uh, especially with Innistrad again. Innistrad is just a fun set, in my own opinion, so... Yeah, I'm definitely going to be drafting it a ton because I drafted you know just this one a ton uh, on, on Magic Arena. Uh, but I'll probably be drafting this one a ton. I like that it's going to combine the best of both, so we'll see what happens in Crimson Vow. But I also like that it's not like you have to wait for a whole new set right away in January. You know, it's like you got right, like, yeah. a double feature. It's just it's a new draft experience. It's like a new set, but it's still the same kind of cards. It's going to probably make the cost of some cards go down, which is nice for people to. You know, pick up exactly the from the sets. Yeah, unless unless you're one of those people who's hoarding all of the Arlins and hoping they go up ridiculously high. <laughs> or the you know the Meat Hook Massacre and the Renin Seven. Exactly. Oh, God, the Renin Seven. That card. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the the style is really cool. Like outside of this, I'm not sure how much I would use the whole you know monochrome look because. I definitely like, you know, color in my art, but it's definitely interesting. So uh, it definitely a cool aesthetic for this. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be people that want this art. So like, if you get one of those rare cards in it, I'm sure it could be end up wor- being worth more than the other oh, than for the original sure. art. Especially if you get like, I mean, a we all, one. We all know that people love certain arts, which will make cards just randomly more expensive, even though they're the same exact card. <laughs> So yeah, that be that could be very good for trade bait or something. Yeah, and then uh, worlds the worlds magic championship was this weekend. Uh, Sixteen players played in the worlds. Uh, Yuta Takash- Takahashi won um, the worlds. Which Damn, is he went two zero too. Yeah, definitely think that this competitive scene needs to come back. I like that we're having arena tournaments. We need to have in-person tournaments again. It's going to be great to have tournaments Definitely. Back, hopefully next year. I miss, I miss like Grand Prix or whatever the heck they call them now. Um, Magic you Fest. Know, yeah, Magic Fest. That's what they call it now. Um, I, you know, that, that stuff was so fun just to, just to be able to go out and play, you know, especially with not just standard, not just FNM, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, I like to play with my other decks too <laughs> in a competitive uh, field for sure. So it, uh, it's so nice to be able to have more competition stuff come back like this after the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, and even if they if they bring back Commander Fest, I'd probably go. I didn't get to go to the first one because then it was you know right away pandemic after and I didn't go to the first one. So it'd be cool if they brought that back because it's like you know everything there is Commander, just like open style. Exactly, and that, cool. that is kind of what we play uh, a lot of outside of you know modern or standard. Um, but yeah, it, it would be really fun to play that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you want to see any of the world's uh, deck lists, I put all posted all the deck lists on the MTG Place website on the blog. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. You can also join the Discord, and the link will be in there. All right, now on to the main phase of our show here. We're talking about a user-submitted deck list. This is submitted by uh, Bad 
Bad Jank in Discord. Uh, I think his YouTube channel is MTG Salt. Uh, so he, this looks like a competitive <laughs> uh, EDH deck here. Yeah, uh, holy yeah. God, I would hate to have to play against this. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> this deck is kind of insane. Just, yeah. So we're going to go through this uh, deck here quick. So we got, I'm just going to read the cards here. We got Kurek is the commander. Uh, we got Blood Celerant, 24 Shadowborn Apostles, Blood Artist, Opposition Agent, Scourge Familiar, Rat Razakith, Villas, Echoing Return, Imperial Seal, Reanimate, Demonic Tutor, Diabolic Intent, Sign in Blood, Grim Tutor, Praetor's Grasp, Toxic Deluge, Yagmas Will, Final Parting, Secret Salvage, Peer into the Abyss, Calling the Weak, Dark Ritual, Reign of Phil, Sacrifice, Songs of the Damned, Vampiric Tutor, Village Rites, Cabal, Ritual, Imps, Mischief, Plunge into Darkness, Chrome Mox, Jeweled Lotus, Lotus Petal, Mana Crypt, Elixir of Immortality, Mana Vault, Sensei's Divine Top, Skull Clamp, Sol Ring, Grim Monolith, Aetherflux Reservoir, Throwing Stone, Bolas Citadel, Meat Hook Massacre, Zombie Infestation, Necropotence, Ancient Tomb, Boseju, Buried Ruin, City of Traitors, Command Beacon, Crystal Vein, Emergence Zone, Gemstone Caverns, Homeward Path, Lake of the Dead, Nykthos, Peat Bog, Frixian Tower, Scorched Ruins, Urza Saga, and 15 Swamps. Good stuff. For, for all you that didn't catch that, I will post this link in the show notes there that really fast. Now, we would read through what every card did, but that would take way too long. So, uh, yeah, we'll let you just look at it for yourselves. But um, basically, what we have here is uh, his commander pretty much lets him play uh, anything that has a lot of swamp. Like anything that has like a high amount of swamps basically doesn't matter because you can just pay life for it, which in a uh, black deck is pretty good utility because in black, you generally use your life as resource. That's kind of how that usually works. Uh, and then with that, he's just able to play all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely cheating the cost of as much stuff as possible. Kind of storming into a win con. Yeah. And also the other thing is, uh, it is legal to have more than one Shadowborn a hostile, and he's definitely um, taking advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, because you can sack six of them and just put a demon from your great deck into play. So then you get the Rakazeth or the Villas just immediately out there. Yeah, it's just hilarious. And they're one for one one, so they're easily able to sacrifice to, like, uh, say, Skull Clamp and just draw cards like a Madman or uh, one of the other many sack outlets that he has. To do yeah. numerous things. <laughs> yeah, this deck's going to be insane. Um, the average mana curve here looks like it's 1.32 with lands and 1.9 without. Christ. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty insane. Let's see what we get for uh, playtest hand here. I got Yogg's Will, three Shadowborn Apostles, two Swamps, and a Reanimate. Uh, okay. I'm not playing this deck, I'd probably keep the hand and see where it goes. Because one more swamp and you're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 pretty set. Honestly, with one swamp, you could reanimate anything. So I mean, 
Uh, so for suggestions for this deck, the only this this like if I have to give this deck a rating, I'm giving it a nine or a ten out of ten, right? Yeah, easily. I mean, this so this see. deck has all of the power. This has all the power cards. I mean, when you when you look at the and, and you and it shows because when you look at the cost, like the average cost of, to buy this, it's like thousands of dollars. So um, that's what happens when you invest a lot of money into a deck. It's extremely competitive. It's just kind of how it is. Right. So I'll go through the power level scale here. Uh, power level one to two is jank. So there's not going to be much synergy in your cards. You're just randomly playing random stuff. Um, power level three to four is going to be casual. So there's going to be some synergy, uh, but you're not going to have like strong synergies. Um, five to six is focused. So there's some synergies, but there's still some like, you know, fun cards or pet cards. Uh, a lot of the pre-cons fall in this category. Then 7-8 is optimized, which means it's powerful and it's almost a CDH level, but you probably don't have infinite combos or mass destruction, something like that. And then 9-10 to 10 is you're just trying to get your win con or infinite combo as soon as possible and wait in the first two turns of the game. Yep, so that is a fully competitive deck, and I'd say this is pretty much there. Um, yeah, because again, like you have things like Mana Crypt in here, and you have things like City of Traders. Like those are truly competitive cards that also cost a lot of money. Um, so when you're investing that kind of, you know, those kind of cards into a deck, it's going to be competitive, just how it is. Right. Yeah, this deck is crazy good. The only thing I could possibly suggest is maybe adding Bubbling Muck or Uberg. Uberg. Can't even pronounce the card right. Uh, just because, like, you know, Urborg can make all your lands swamps, so then you can, you know, sack them to, like, the dead or ramp them up with your Reign of Filth, but then Bubbling Muck could also double the swamps. Yeah. Uh, also, something like maybe Ashnods might be fun, because then you can just get ass on a mana, especially with all those uh, apostles that could hit the field. Um, but, again, I'm not exactly sure... Uh, you know, what direction he would want to go playing. So like, you know, maybe that could slow it down because he's sacking to other things. But uh, yeah, there's just, there's not much else needed here, really. <laughs> right. And uh, if you guys want your deck featured here on an episode, uh, join the Discord, which will be in the show notes. You can apply there. We also are looking for people to help out. There's a place you can apply for a position or a volunteer spot, intern, whatever, to help us out um, if you want to. Uh, you can also apply to be a guest on the show in there. Uh, so we got all that set up in the Discord, which is cool. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Did you know we have a Patreon? You can support us by going to patreon.com slash mtgplace. Check out all the different tier levels. We have some amazing perks. And we're back. James's Jungle. All right, so welcome to my jungle. <laughs> uh, generally, uh, what I'm doing in this segment is uh, these are kind of I, I am tend to be more of a green player as, uh, when it comes to magic. So these are kind of my kind of cards that I like to play with. Um, so today, for the my first segment, I decided to um, I decided to start with a classic, a very Versatile card, a very used card, uh, and just overall, you know, fun, I think. 
Uh, so the card I chose is Eternal Witness, which E-Witness is one green green for a 2-1 human shaman creature that says when Eternal Witness enters the battlefield, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, I also love the fact that it's uh, the art is done by Therese Nielsen, who is obviously, if you've been playing Magic for a long time, she is a very well-known artist for cards like Force of Will, for example. Um so it's just it's got a lot of history behind it and it's just a very versatile card because you can bring back literally anything with it for three mana which especially in green is pretty nice because that's usually more of a black thing so to have that in green is awesome so yeah it's just a overall fun card that's a classic as well yes very good green staple card <laughs> Corey's crazy card. All right, so this this segment here is I'm just going to pick a card that I think is crazy, which you know literally could be anything. But so today's card is World Fire, which just got unbanned in Commander, and that card is six red, red, red. So three reds, so nine mana total uh, for a sorcery that's exile all permanents, exile all cards from all hands and graveyards. Each player's life total becomes one. Now, why this is crazy is after you do that, most of the time, nobody has anything, and you're just top-decking. First one to draw a land, and a, a you know, land, Mana Dork is going to win the game. Oh, yeah. Draw that bolt, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, draw that land and then bolt. <laughs> and you're set. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy thing, man. It's just insane. Yeah, that that card is just hilarious, I think. Those, those, are, those cards are always kind of fun to shake up the game for sure. Especially in Commander. All right. Well, that's we're gonna have a nice, short, uh, sweet podcast for you today. Uh, if you want to recap, you can listen to it again. Obviously, check us out in the show notes. On we're on YouTube. We're in Discord. We have a Patreon that is live. You know, you can support us that way, or just by listening to this podcast will support us because we now should have ads playing in the podcast in the mid roll. Um, so let us know if you hear those. Uh, look, comment on the episode if you want what you think uh, the cool your favorite card or coolest card is, crazy card. If you want a James Jungle card, you know. Um, but yeah, so let us know. Check us out. Everything will be in the show notes, and uh, have a good one, guys. 